Hello, my name is Gary Shotton, and I'm here as a part of Inspiring Better Business. And today we're going to talk about one of the laws of God for doing business. And we're on a passion here of seeking out God's best plans so we can help people uh, be financially stable and, and empowered to do that. And through business entrepreneurship, godly business entrepreneurship. Well, we're going to talk about the law of generosity. And we're going to talk about it in a way that uh, is, is directed primarily from uh, a developing nation to an underdeveloped nation and are the how money can flow to them and maybe some mistakes we have made or I've seen being made and how we can make things better, we hope. And the law of generosity is, is, is focused around, in this case, around uh, 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 goers, the people that moved or left the, this land and went overseas to help another uh, people group. And so there's actually two or three people involved. So the, the person that went, the person that we're trying to help, and then, of course, the giver, the person that's uh, here to help financially. And in those regards, we're not talking about just those three people. We're talking about their spouses and their families and how important it is for us to look at this as a multi-generational uh, endeavor and how to uh, break this uh, pattern that sometimes happens that the children uh, are, are so disillusioned that they leave even the church or even God's plan for their life. Well... The story goes this way, that uh, a couple or a family with some small children were just destined to be missionaries, to go to a foreign land. And by the way, if, you, if this sounds like somebody you know, I'm not talking about any one person. This is about eight or ten people that follow this same pattern that I personally know. And there's got to be hundreds of others that did this same process. And in the process, usually the money's not very abundant, and so money's tight. And when we get to the foreign land, we start becoming unsure about how to use that money. Now, when I give money to a missionary, I want to first take care of my troops. I want to take care of my American missionaries, and I don't expect them to fund everything that's happening under their uh, uh, arena there. In other words, uh, I'm not expecting them to take my money and make them feed hundreds of people or, or, or to, to build buildings or to buy tambourines or buy drum sets or become uh, the source for all the money. I'm believing that our missionaries are going to go there and teach the lessons that are needed for those people to identify with God in all aspects of their life. You know, we teach about uh, different things, uh, praise and worship, and they, they have great praise and worship teams in foreign lands, and we teach about um, other ministry aspects, but sometimes we skip that, and we don't teach about how business and money and finance ought to be uh, handled. And, you know, the money is just a tool to help those other things happen. And without the money, and without the money coming from eventually and very quickly from the people we're trying to help, we can create a dependency that's unhealthy. So as this couple is, uh, or family is involved in a foreign land, if they're not careful, they're stretching the money too thin. They're, not, they're being overly generous with the causes of, of changing the culture and uh, uh, people in that land and, un, and not generous enough with their own family. And this can create a lot of long-term uh, hardship 
within the family relation. I've seen at least seven, if not ten families that we knew left to change the world and came back with a family totally destroyed. And that's never was the intent of God in us going overseas. And the issue is that issue of generosity. If I'm not careful, I'm more generous to a foreign land than my own children and my own spouse. And in that process, there's wedges being drawn, a uh, wedge between, and our mission statement includes that our purpose is to change lives for generations to come. Well, the first generation is mine, and that's the one I want to reach for sure before I reach into the rest of the world. And what we're doing is we're training people. It isn't what I tell people. It's the way I handle things. So I can talk about faith from God, God's supplying here, but, but if, I'm, if I'm not handling that money in a way that's, that's uh, uh, the right balance, then I'm telling my own children that God is a poor God, that if you're going to follow God, then you're going to have lack. You're never going to have the things that other people uh, would have considered even normal for, for children to have. They're going to feel resentful, and that's happened. I've seen that happen. And then if we're not careful, we're telling the people in the foreign land, the nationals in the foreign land, that this is the way it works. You've got to find somebody from a developed nation, not just America, there's other, Australia, uh, uh, Europe, there's Netherlands, there's people that are here wanting to help, and if you can latch on to one of those, there will be your, protect, your perpetual funding method. And so that's not healthy. That's not God's plan, because eventually those people that are funding that panel uh, process that it's increasing, increasing, and pretty soon, whoa, uh, we're overly dependent on money from over, overseas, and that money has a way of disappearing uh, very quickly if you're not careful. So the goal here is to not create a dependency on others outside uh, of God. God is the, the, uh, the, we're giving an avenue and a channel for them uh, to, to the people to understand that God is more than enough, more sufficient. He's not going to run out of funds. He's not going to run out of, of blessings. And if a person can learn how God works with money and finances and teach that to a foreign uh, group, and they really understand that, they should become the givers. You see, when we're just giving and they're consuming and we're not teaching them that they can create revenue and income and, 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 and provision that to the point that they're actually giving by faith to help others, others in their own community. Why would we go into a community and be the sole provider of, or the major provider of, of the money necessary to do a project? By the way, when we start a project, or we start a process, we should have an exiting plan that if we say, let's help in this, in this uh, manner, but next year, realize I'm not going to give nearly as much as I did on the first year. That's uncommon, because if you're not careful, the people receiving the money are now ramping up to a bigger, uh, bigger uh, process here uh, and then expecting more money. Now, there is a difference between earned money and gift money. So we, as a ministry, actually 
pay people to a fair wage and they are pro uh, pro producing a fair return for that wage and we're not being uh, hard in this and we help with the expenses and those expenses are related to us doing uh, what we're doing in, in helping in our ministry of inspiring better business. So there's a difference between earned and uh, donations and so we handle those appropriately. The earned money is for those people to use and it should be of, of sufficiency to match their culture and their, and, and their environment there. So as we proceed forward we're trying to create this uh, process, this methodology that we can create uh, financial stability for generations to come. We really mean that. We want that. We are desiring that. And we ask that you uh, even join with us in that idea, uh, pray for us, and, and consider being a part of that. It, not, not to support me. I'm not, this isn't a plea for money at all. This is a plea to, hey, how can you help use money wisely? And we believe we're doing that, and we're open to your uh, assistance if you should choose. Well, thanks for being a part of Inspiring Better Business.